everybody, and welcome to the Entertainment from the 573 Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in to this week's Mandalorian Episode 5 Recap Show. We've done a few of these so far. This is the only one that me and uh, my fellow co-host, Matt Mormon, is going to do. Matt, how are you doing this week? I tell you what, Peter. Oh, Peter, oh my goodness. (laughs) Ryan, I am so sorry. Uh, You know, I'm just so distraught over Peter Lewis not being here tonight. You know, I uh, I can't believe a Matt and Ryan show. I feel like this hasn't happened in a while. I yeah, I, I can't remember the last time a Matt and Ryan show has happened. It's weird. It, it's been a hot minute. You know, Peter Lewis, say what you want to about him, but he always shows up. You know, he's always consistent. But you know what? He's probably still hungover. He had a week. He had a uh, wedding this weekend well, that he was a part of. So he's probably still a little hungover. You know, I know he had some bar- had a few of the uh, the Budweisers, a few of the Crown Royals. You know, a good little time there. Well, yeah, and he's also doing the Eagle Giants game on ESPN Radio. So that'll be. Uh... Yeah, and you know what? I'm not going to lie. This game would also make you hungover. But we're not here to talk about <laughs> sports tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We are here to talk about. The show that is captivating the world, kind of, at this point. Yeah. The Mandalorian. And Ryan, let's just go straight into it. How did you feel about this episode? Oh, let's see. Uh, episode 5. So, here's how I watched episode 5. So, I had to get up early in the morning. I had to... I was basically going to go shadow at a radio station. Or kind of like see how they gather news. And this is something I'll talk to you after the pod. This is something I talked to Peter about uh, mm-hmm. with uh, as far as my future... Could be concerned something big may be happening, so... Oh, boy. Oh, big news coming down the docket. Uh, exciting. Yeah, don't know for sure yet, but something may be coming. But, anywho, I had to wake up early. I had to be there by 4 in the morning, and so... Oh, I know that life. And so, Ryan McDaniel, who hasn't gone to bed at <laughs> 9 or 10 o'clock since, I don't know, since, like, middle school or something, uh, had to go to bed at 9 o'clock, and, boy, it was rough. And then I woke up at, like, 2.45... Uh, woke up early is like you know what i'm gonna pop on mandalorian while i get ready so i did that watch it's like i should have enough time to watch it and uh get ready and get re- and go ahead to uh go ahead to shadow so i watched it and you know what i guess for being at, at three o'clock in the morning me watching it as i said on the show a couple times like oh yeah this stuff is pretty neat you know because it's 3 a.m in the morning okay <laughs> of course it'd be a l- more interesting but you know Looking back on it, I, this is one of the biggest questions I've heard people talk ask about this episode is whether this was a filler type of episode. And we, me and Peter had trouble figuring out where we could see this episode going next. Because, of course, he's leaving that planet after you know he's figuring out these bounty hunters are still going to come after him and Baby Yoda. But I, I kind of thought that, you know... Well, the first couple minutes I thought was really fun, which, uh, I, listen, I love a good dogfight. Yeah, that space battle was awesome. Yeah, and so him, Mando, saying, you can't use that, that's my line, and then just shoot, shooting him out like he's nothing. Uh, and then we get to go to, it's not a big spoiler, Tatooine. So we, yeah, yeah, this is all spoilers. Like, There's no way to talk about this show without spoiling stuff. Yeah, so, uh, hey, at least Mando likes sand. We know that much. <laughs> but, ah, man, I, I don't know. how I feel, I feel this was the weakest of the episodes so far. Um, I feel like episode three was probably the strongest to me. And 
And episode four, I think it was a little bit uh, was stronger than this one. And I kind of see why people are going with the, on the route with this is maybe a little bit of a filler episode. But uh, I mean, we do see uh, there's a little tag at the end of the episode where like somebody discovered the assassin's body at the end, and like, what's that all about? But uh, yeah, there's that cliffhanger at the end. But Ryan, okay, because there's a lot of have been. Oh, filler episode. Here we go. And they've said this about like three of the episodes now. But here's the thing. So Ryan, I know you did not watch Game of Thrones, uh, but I, I did. And let me tell you, that show had a lot of what I called filler episodes, and they were boring filler episodes. Mm. They were right, you know, Jamie Lannister riding a horse <laughs> and talking for a half an hour, and those were hour long episodes. Like if these are the filler episodes, and if these are the episodes that people are going to be upset about then guess what? We've got a pretty darn good. Because I thought this episode was grand. I thought this episode was very good. I don't think it was a filler episode at all because I think this episode was very needed for the setting of this show. And I, w- I my only thing is I wish there was more episodes in the season. Yes. Because that, that's the one thing that makes it a little bit tough here is did we necessarily have time to do this? Right. However, I love that we went back to Tatooine and I think we had to go back to Tatooine. I love that we went back in the same exact cantina because when you walk in there, it's completely different than it was episode four. Yeah, it, it looks like it, it, it. Yeah. If it was the exact same, we were still doing, you know, if it's the exact same when you go to it, then okay, I get it if you want to, oh, well, they're just using stuff from the old movies. I get it. Yeah. But they used the stuff from the old movies here. To set the tone and set the environment that we're in. That it's a different environment than it was. It, it is. Yeah. The, you know, the bounty hunters aren't there anymore. The scum and villainy are gone. You know, there's one bounty hunter there, but he's new. You know, the guild has nothing to do with Moss Eisley anymore. Like, like think about how stark of a difference that is from what we, when we last saw that same exact setting. Yeah. So that tells you, hey, the Republic has come in, and this movie, this that shot alone, this scene in the cantina told me more about where the galaxy is at than all of episode seven and eight. Mm. That's huge. That, that is vital information. And not only that, we had the Tuscan Raiders back, which it's good to see them come at, back well, after getting well, slaughtered. Well, yeah. And that's another one where it was like, okay, so we see the Tuscan Raiders and you, again, you can go, well, it's just fan service. It's just showing stuff. We know. However, I know the Tuscan Raiders in this movie or in this show, rather in this episode, were portrayed very similar to, like, Native Americans. Yeah. And they're not just savages. They're not just these, you know, people, these lawless people that they've kind of been portrayed as in the past, which, you know, I think there's a little bit of a perspective in the past, you know, of that having been the case of Native Americans when the Americans first came over, right? Very kind of similar thing where these savages, if you will, you know, as far as the Tuscan Raiders, especially have been portrayed. This showed that, hey, no. They have their ground rules. You know, they, they think this is their land. They think you're intr- intruding. You can negotiate. They're, they're reasonable. You can pass through. And if, if you make them mad, you know, they, they'll, they'll blast you up. But, you know, <laughs> they, they have their rules. Yeah. I thought all of those things were very good. And I don't think of it as a filler episode at all. I think it was one that, you know, and also this other thing. I think people want, people want to watch these shows like their movies. Mm-hmm. And I think in every single, you know, half hour block, they're waiting for that big wow moment. Yeah. And, and in, all, in all actuality, if you watch an entire season of TV, 
how many of those big wow moments are there really? There's not a bunch. Yeah, and I think because I think this is one thing that Game of Thrones the last season had a lot of issues with was people were constantly just wanting the big moments all the time. No, especially with this show. This is the first season. We know there's a second one coming for sure. Yes. There might be more beyond that. We don't know. So let's take our time. Let's have some fun. And, and it was a very fun – like, if this is a filler episode, if that's if you are dead set on, Matt, you're a stupid idiot, this is a filler episode, this did nothing to follow along the plot, <laughs> didn't you have fun? Wasn't it a fun filler episode? Because trust me, this is a lot more fun than just watching Jamie Lannister ride a horse. Yeah. You know, Matt, you – Bring it all back with the Game of Thrones reference. Our, our boy Pedro Pascal, who's pl- who plays Mando, I think he was in Game of Thrones for a little bit. He, he was. The, uh, I did not realize this actually. I first had to kind of look this up. He was the guy who the mountain he exploded the head. Uh, <laughs> he, he 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 went poof, and uh, yeah yeah Pedro uh, Mando here his, his head went everywhere. But but yeah, I just, I feel like people are wanting every episode to have all these big moments. When in all actuality. They don't, and not every episode needs those big moments. You know, I've compared it to Arrow. Arrow is very similar, where every episode mm, yeah. is kind of a mission. You know, and, and I think that's a really good way of looking at. It. Also, I, I compared it in, in the uh, first podcast. I believe we did. I compared it a little bit to a video game, where we kind of see everything from the Mandalorian's perspective, and I think that's continued to be the case uh, in every episode. We've kind of been playing this game as the Mandalorian. Yeah, and I think that there's some ups and downs and some pros and cons to that, where you know, we aren't seeing, like, like the, the, it's not to say that there isn't plotting going on on the Imperials, right? Because we have that Imperial guy. I don't remember his name. We had the old Imperial guy. Right. We had uh, the, the old guy that played Chubb and Happy Gilmore. I'm blanking on his name. <laughs> who, who ran the, he, he ran the guild, though, right? You yeah. Know, we saw him survive. Uh, so Chubb is still out there. It's not to say that these things aren't happening, but we're not cutting over to them. And I think that's one very big thing with this show that really, I can't think off the top of my head of another show I've watched where you're only seeing every single scene from one perspective. It's so rare that we go away from the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian isn't involved. That I think there are things that that's good for this show because I feel very deeply connected to the Mandalorian. I feel like I'm really getting to know him a lot. Yeah. And I think I'm seeing everything through his eyes. But at the same time, it does feel like we're kind of oblivious to some larger narratives. And I think that's a good thing. I think that's a bad thing, but I think it's unique. Like I said, I can't think of another show that's like that where it is. Everything is from this one character's perspective. Yeah. And like you mentioned this earlier, this show is kind of gripping the nation, taking the nation by storm. Uh, like this show is in high demand right now, more than some of the other big shows that are out there. And uh, yeah, I know Watchmen's gained a lot of traction. Right. I haven't seen it, but I've heard a lot about Watchmen, but yeah. that, that's probably number one right now. Yeah. And then, of course, there's, there's the Lamar Jackson show. You know, that's that's much watch TV every week. On uh, Thursday night this week on uh, Fox, check your local, local listings. Uh, Lamar Jackson show. Uh, way, to play, uh, way to plug the Ravens game. <laughs> um, one other thing, though, Ryan, that I do want to mention that I have – this is probably my biggest critique on this episode and really the past few episodes as a whole uh, since I know I missed the last one for sure. I don't like how it feels like the Mandalorian is not valuing Baby Yoda. Yeah. He's leaving Baby Yoda behind, and I don't like that. (laughs) Yeah. uh, I thought, well, at first I thought you were going to bring up, I thought you were going to bring up, you don't like how, it seems like Mando, he's like one of the best Mandalorians out there. 
is getting his butt handed to him. I don't like, you know what? I don't like that either. And I liked it for the first couple episodes because I think it's good that you don't just show up and be invincible. But at the same time, there's a balance. I don't want you getting your butt kicked every single episode. Yeah. And he has been every single episode. Did he get his butt kicked in this one? I don't remember. I, th- I think kind of like he, he got shot down once, but it... he, he did. But this one wasn't as bad as it's been. Yeah, I mean, listen, he did say they did have the high ground. Oh, you know what? Cute little one-line wink and nods like that, I'm fine with. (laughs) Uh, I thought that was kind of cute. Somewhere, Obi-Wan is smiling. (laughs) On Tatooine, Obi-Wan is probably smiling. (laughs) Oh, well, listen, I guess the timeline isn't right there, but, you know. Well, um, yeah. Yeah, I I didn't like, though, how he left, especially how with episode four, in chapter four, when, you know, the crosshairs are on Baby Yoda, Baby Yoda's about to get shot in this village. I feel like after that happens, Mando should never be leaving Baby Yoda alone. Yeah. You know, and that was one thing when that happened I really wasn't happy with. I thought that the young guy, I thought that was a very interesting uh, way that they went about him. And I really enjoyed the young bounty hunter in this one. And I thought, I, I had a theory mid-watching this where the, the part in the cantina... And uh, he has the little tracking fob, right? Yeah. And he smashes against the wall. I, In that moment, I had a theory in my head where this guy is totally playing the Mandalorian. He is already part of the guild, so he knows who the Mandalorian is. He destroyed the fob because the fob is a baby Yoda fob, not a... Not, like, I, I was thinking like that, that the bounty hunter thing was all just a big old ruse. That's a good theory. I, and that, that was why he destroyed the, the fob was because it was actually a Baby Yoda one. I don't think that's true because we saw how the episode played out. But, you know, that makes sense, though, because the Mandalorian would have just taken you straight to Baby Yoda. And you don't want the thing beeping like crazy because then you would have, you know, Mando would have known. Yeah. So, I don't know. But, by the way, I know you guys touched on it last week about how you guys cared about the science behind the, the tracking fobs. Yeah. I don't care. I think it's just based on, you know, like, how they all lead a Baby Yoda. How does that work? And, like, does he have... Well, does, like, a Baby Yoda have, like, a tracker on him? And I don't care. We're in the Star Wars universe. I don't need the science... Ex- I don't need... Me- I don't need Metachlorians here, you know? <laughs> like, I-, I don't care on this one. Like, I get it. it. It doesn't really make that much sense if you think about it. But I just don't think about it. Another Tatooine <laughs> reference, of course. With many chlorians. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, what else will happen in this episode? I feel like we kind of touched the bases well, on a lot of things. And, well, I think uh, going back to like why didn't he keep Baby Yoda? I think it's because you know this this uh, assassin they were after was going to be dangerous. Like you know, I don't need him getting the crossfires of that. But at the same time, that thing is the most precious thing in the galaxy right now. The yeah, it, you got a lot of former Imperial higher officers trying to get their hands on it. And, well, and you saw last episode how fast these assassins can come in on you. Yeah, and you saw in this it episode doesn't take too. Long. Early on, yeah, like, yeah. So I, I just I did not like him leaving Baby Yoda behind. Um, yeah, you know, one other thing. Um, I have not. Yeah, by the way, I've enjoyed a lot of things about this show. I've enjoyed a ton of the action. I very much enjoy. A lot of the uh, environmental lore that I think this show has brought to us. Yeah. I enjoyed a lot of things with the Mandalorian himself. But it's easier to talk about the negatives. And it's more interesting, really, to talk about the negatives rather than just sitting here and praising it. Um, one other thing I'm not loving, I feel like we've got a little bit, and for lack of a better term, I'm going to call it Rogue One-itis. Oh, man. 
where we are introducing a lot of characters and constantly having to kind of care about those characters for an episode. Mm-hmm. And there's really the only truly recurring characters we've got are Mando, Baby Yoda, and Chubb. That's really been, and even Chubb is barely really showing up. So that's what yeah. they haven't always loved is that it's like, oh, hey, here's an episode, love about, you know, get invested in Gina Carano. Here's another episode, get uh, invested in I Have Spoken Guy. Oh, wait, <laughs> Rebecca's home. She's right here. Hello. Uh, me and Ryan are podcasting with the Mandalorian real quick. We'll be done in about 15 minutes, probably. Uh, so I, so I don't love that how we kind of are quickly shuffling through all of these characters. You know the uh, the droid IG eighty eight, right? Yeah. Like, hey, get invested in him for an episode, shot in the head. Well, I think that's so, part of the. Uh, that, I think that's part of because how short the season is, and you only got eight episodes. I, yeah, but I don't know. I feel like there's ways. And look, there's still three episodes left in the season. Right. Uh, as I was talking to a coworker today, if they decided just do like, hey. Avengers assemble, and all of a sudden, you know, here we've got the droid. Uh, I have spoken and Gina Carana all in the next three episodes together, helping up Mandalorian. Then, hey, all of this is is you know fixed. Yeah, but I don't know because it was like, yeah, we only have eight episodes, but why couldn't I have spoken, dude? Have been the crew member. Yeah, I hate that. You know why? Why couldn't Gina Carana have been a sidekick of some kind? Yeah, like he could have like. Uh, oh, blank on the name of it. Ryan, did you watch Arrow? I watched a little bit of it. What what did he call his team? Was it just Team Arrow? Yeah, something like okay, that. Okay, like Fel- Felicity and, and uh, like all those guys, right? Like yeah. Laurel was in on it, the, the, the commissioner, like all those guys. Like I don't understand entirely why we couldn't have a little bit of an ensemble like that. I mean, yeah. But, yeah, Matt, this is the way. This is the way. Yeah. You know, this is the way. And that's another one. Like, those guys, I, I, you know, I like this episode, but I feel like the bigger picture here, and I think this is what everybody's complaint is, right? Is like, we kind of want to see where the whole, like, group of Mandalorian story was going. We want to see where the Imperials and Baby Yoda story is going. Yeah. And we just kind of went away from that again. Well, I think one thing, me and Peter talked about this, about where, you know, these final few, this back half of the season leads to, uh, I know uh, Carl Weathers, who plays uh, the head of the guild, uh, Grief Cargo. That's Chubb. Yeah. Um, That's Chubb. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like, I think he said he's coming back for season two. So, it makes th- sense. That could have been something that I thought it could have led to, like, th- them banning against him or something. But I think, like, I'm looking at, they've already got a couple episode descriptions for, like, six and seven. I'm looking at, like, episode six. And it says the Mandalorian joins a, joins a crew of mercenaries on a dangerous mission. That kind of sounds like another fun side mission. I think so. I, maybe seven and eight. Although the, these these descriptions have been very vague. Like I yes. read them before I watch the episode. They've been very vague, and I'm good with that. I don't want the descriptions to give away anything. Yeah, and I think if this isn't on the side mission, then I think seven and eight. It's gonna be like full hardcore into like how, how the season finishes, and you know what? I gotta tell you what we didn't talk a lot about this, but I, I think we discussed it on the first episode. But I don't mind how short some of these are. I don't mind it being like thirty or forty minutes. I think I agree. I, I love it. I think it's actually good because listen, if you take into account like uh, for like a show on TV, you're gonna have some commercials in there. There's gonna be like two or three breaks. Mm-hmm. 
and with that runtime, an episode is about like forty minutes. Well, and not to mention too, I've never still through five episodes and three of which you know you have the Peter Lewis's of the world calling filler. You know, through through five episodes, I have not been bored yet. Like even the greatest shows of all time, there is downtime in them. And this show, I feel like we've been go go go. And that short runtime helps because, like, again, I'm going to go back to the Game of Thrones because it's kind of the easy comparison. There's a ton of downtime in Game of Thrones. There's a ton of just boring, slog-to-get-through stuff. Whereas this one, every episode is really just go, go, go. Yeah. And even those downtimes are shortened. They're abbreviated because it was only 30-minute episodes. I'm loving that runtime. I think that runtime is fantastic. I love it. Could be maybe just a you know an extra 10 minutes. Sure, that, that's fine. But if it's ten minutes of kind of slower, boring stuff, then don't then cut it out. That's fine. Yeah, and so episode six coming out this Friday, and then we're gonna have a quick turnaround because episode seven is gonna be coming out Wednesday, two days before Rise of Skywalker, and it's going to have a special look at the Rise of Skywalker attached to the end of it. Yep, which I know Peter's looking forward to. <laughs> hey, Ryan, he's not here tonight, so we can just be happy and excited about Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, let's be happy and excited. And listen, I can't, I, it's come quickly. That Well, I can't wait. I, I work a full week this week, and the next week on Wednesday, I, once I'm off work, I'm driving up to my parents' house. And so I'll probably watch The Mandalorian that morning. Right. And then listen to a podcast or something about it during the drive home. And then literally the next day is me and a couple of my buddies going to go see, see Rod Skywalker. Yeah, that sounds like a fun I can't day. wait. We we are a week from Thursday away from watching the Rise of Skywalker. I know it. I can't believe and it. And the Mandalorian has been – I think the Mandalorian has been huge in getting us to that point. Yes. I, I, like, just, just keep us moving forward. Well, like, episode – the final episode is coming a few days after Rise of Skywalker comes out, too. And so – Oh, is it, is it coming early as well? Uh, well, like, I, Episode seven's coming out a couple days before Rise of Skywalker. Then Episode eight, I believe, is coming out maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe, like, I don't know if it's coming out on Friday. I think it may be coming well, out. Well, it wouldn't be the following Friday. It, it wouldn't. They wouldn't do Wednesday, Friday the same week. Well no, well, no, I'm just, I think they would put it out on Wednesday, then have Rise of Skywalker weekend, then on December 23rd, I think is the day. Think, yeah, that following Friday. Yeah, I think you would have a December eighteenth, which is when Episode Seven of Mandalorian comes out. Then you you have Episode Twenty Three with the Episode Eight season finale. Episode Twenty Three. No, no, no. Episode Eight on uh, December Twenty Third. Oh, on the yeah, 23rd. yeah. Okay, yeah, I got you now. Yeah, so we're our final episode. Of Mandalorian will drop two days before Christmas. Well, and you know, what I I really have enjoyed about the show too, Ryan. Is like we're sitting here and we've talked twenty three minutes about the show. And we've rarely speculated about the future. Yeah. Which I think in season one of a show, I kind of like that. Because, you know what? We're not heading towards an endgame right now, I think. Like, we're heading towards a season one endgame. But I don't really know what that is yet. I think I think episode six, six, seven, and eight should be very linked together, I think. Like, I think now we're kind of done with side quests. You know, I, I think hopefully we're, we're done with side quests. And now we kind of get to the final arc of the season that'll then you know propel us with a cliffhanger into season two um but you know what though i really have no predictions right now and i'm just like looking forward to friday and watching the episode and i think that's fun i think that's cool and i think that's different than what you sometimes get with these kinds of things where 
you'll go online, you'll see, you know, Reddit boards and YouTube videos of <laughs> 80 different theories about how Ray is, you know, Obi-Wan's granddaughter, Shmi Skywalker, and Jar Jar Binks all rolled into one, you know? Uh, that's one theory. Yeah, that's my theory, at least, you know, who is Ray? Well, she's part Jar Jar, part Shmi, you know? Everyone thought Qui-Gon was the one trying to get with her. Well, it turned out to be the amphibian. Uh, hey, listen, we don't expect anything less out of Jar Jar. <laughs> you know what, Ryan? That's who that guy is at the end of the day. Oh, we should mention the cliffhanger at the end of the episode was, yeah, like we said, the, uh, the, the, all you saw was like the boots, yeah. right? And you saw the boots go down, you know, by the, the dead, uh, uh, what you call it, bounty hunter. Yeah. I don't know. Like, to me, it makes no sense that if it's someone we already know, like, I would say... Like, remember in episode three when Chubb gets shot, right? Mm-hmm. And, and we see him living at the end when he pulls out the uh, the, 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 the pieces of Baskar. Right. And we see, we see he survived. Well, to me, if they wouldn't have shown him surviving, it would make sense for those boots to have been his. Yeah. But since they showed us that he survived, well, then why hide him here? Yeah. That, so yeah. I think it's probably a new character we haven't seen yet. I don't remember the trailer well enough to know if there was like a character two in the trailer that we haven't seen yet. Um, but I think it's a new character. I think it's somebody we don't haven't seen yet. Well, yeah, and you know, there's still a couple of uh, characters they still like they haven't introduced yet. Like there's some, like of course, I definitely think we're going to head back and we're going to see like uh, Gina Carano's character. We're definitely going to see. Uh, I I think we might even see I am spoken guy again. I, I hope. I really like I Have a Smoking Guy. That's what I mean. We got a little Rogue One Itis, though. I don't even know these people's names. Yeah, and. Uh, so we've just been blowing through them. <laughs> yeah, and I definitely think we'll see uh, oh, uh, oh, uh, IG88 again. I think You know so. what? Ryan, I, I tell you what, I could not name you a single character in this show. Yeah. <laughs> because we don't know the Mandalorian's name, we don't know what Baby Yoda's actual name is. Yeah, you got Gina Carana, you've got uh, I Have Spoken Guy, and you've got Chubb, and you've got the, the evil Imperial dude. I can't name you. We are five episodes into the show. I cannot tell you definitively a single character name. Do you want me to tell you the names? I got them listed. <laughs> <laughs> I go for it. You, I tell you, you tell me the name, I'm going to try to name the character, okay? Let, let's have a little game here real oh, quick. Okay, so it turns out it's IG-11, so there, there's... Okay, a, I, I, IG-88 was the one for the video game. Yeah, and of course, that's voiced by Taika okay. Waititi. Shout out to him. Right. So uh, you give me the character name, and I'm going to tell you which character it is. You just just tell me the name. Um, the client. The client is the imperial guy. That's correct. Okay. He doesn't have a real name. Uh, no. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, I figured he did. Well, I I know the doctor that was with them did. I think like the doctor did have a real name. I, I think Pershing. because he was introduced something like that. Yeah, uh, Camino Patch. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cara Dune. Cara Dune. Cara sounds like a female's name. Yeah. I'm going to go with that is Gina Carana. Yes, that, that is her. Okay. Now, also, by the way, I could not tell you the name of the mechanic from this episode, which I really enjoyed her also, by the way. 
we haven't mentioned her at all yet this podcast as well as the little droids over with her that you know oh yeah jar jar pokes in the face she treated i enjoy she treated I yoda they were nice. cute. she she treated, yeah yeah she treated her baby yoda nice and took care of him as like one of her own so yep uh let's see what who else is out what's there? her what's her name do you have that one? Oh, oh i i think so uh let me go back. I think, uh, maybe, uh, shoot. Let me go look in the Wikipedia description. That's what I'm looking at. Oh, well, hey, that's, that's the real reliable sourcing right there. Uh, entertainment from the 573 brought to you today by Wikipedia. <laughs> Your most trusted news source, everybody. <laughs> uh, I think Pele Moto, Moto, I think is her name. Wow. I never would have got that. Uh, okay. I, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, all right, here's one. Uh, I think it's I think it's how you pronounce it. Uh, Kill or Quill or something like that. Quill? Yeah. Like Peter Quill? Yeah, sure. Why not? But it's spelled with a Q, or not not a Q with a with a K. I think you're throwing me a curveball here. I think that's the woman from the uh, from the village. It's not. Ah, oh, who is it? It's I am spoken guy. Really? Yep. His name is Quill. Yeah, I think I that's how you pronounce it. I, Interesting. Okay. I, well, it's spelled K-U-I-I-L, and that's all. I think that's the way that, I heard it's pronounced. That sounds like Quill to me. Yeah. Uh, let's see if there's one. Uh, Omera. Omera. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um. I'm gonna go with Omera. I'm gonna go with that. That is. Who I feel like Chubb has a last name. I'm gonna go with O'Hara. O'Hara. Is that the name of the young bounty hunter from this episode? The man? No, that's the uh, widow. Oh, that's the widow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. That's interesting. Yeah. So uh, let's see. <laughs> uh, what was the guy's episode from this? From or the guy's name from this episode? Tur- uh, Toro Calican. That's a cool name, Toro Calican. It, it is that's a, a cool name. That's a good name. That's a solid one. I tell you what, sometimes these names can kind of be a little eh. That one's a good one. Yeah, shout Toro out to... Toro Calican. Shout out to whoever that, made up that name. That reminds me of Bo Callahan from uh, Draft Day. <laughs> I love that movie. Oh, man. I think, it's the only, I think it's the only Kevin Costner movie I've actually seen. <laughs> Oh, and he's just trying to make the Browns good. Which, listen, that's hard to that's hard to oh, do. Man. That's hard to do yeah. in movies and in real life. No uh, kidding. It's a good thing there was no sequel to show how those players <laughs> played because the, the draft picks were fantastic, but oh. the performance probably sucked. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, let's see. I, I'm trying to think. Then they took a defensive end out of Ohio State, who I think is played yeah. by uh, our dude Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther. Oh my goodness! I think you're right. Yeah, and then that does look like wow. Yeah, who who knew Black Panther was a stuffed defensive end out of Ohio State? <laughs> oh man! Uh, and then I think they took the running back who was played by Arian Foster. I, think I so. believe it's something like that. I think so. Let's oh man! Oh man! <laughs> Oh, all Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, Ch- Chadwick Boseman's in there. Wow, I'm not seeing Arian Foster yet. Okay, uh, I mean, it looked like him. In my in my opinion, a guy that looked like Arian Foster, kind of like how in uh, 
In Mr. 3000, there's a guy that looks just like Robinson Cano. <laughs> and I swore up and down as a kid that that was Robinson Cano. <laughs> well, and then sure enough, Arian Foster, there he is. Okay, there we go. Oh, man, man. And t- Terry Crews is in this movie. Anthony Rizzo. I don't remember Anthony Rizzo being in what? it. What? Anthony Rizzo? What? You got you got primetime. You got John Gruden, Mel Kiper. I gotta rewatch this movie. I I, I remember I watched it once. I loved it. <laughs> oh man, that remind that reminds me of the movie that's coming out, Uncut Uncut Gems, which uh, is Adam Sandler trying to be a serious drama guy. You I've want, heard about this. You, you want to know which NBA star is in this? Which supposedly it's about as realistic as an NBA game as movies oh. have shown. I overheard this. Uh, he was on the damn practice show the other day. Original. Oh gosh, I'm blank. Is it Antoine Jameson? No, it's uh, Kevin Garnett. KG, that's right. Orig- so fun fact for you, Ryan. I heard on the Dan Patrick show originally that exact same part was written for Amari Stoudemire. Oh man. <laughs> there oh, you go. What? But hey, we are 32 minutes into this podcast, and I just mentioned Amari Stoudemire, so I think it might be time to wrap it up. Yeah, that might be time to wrap it up. Uh, you did a pretty good yeah, job well, on guessing uh, the names and stuff well, like once that. You, once you bring up Amari Stoudemire, you've gone off the rails. In that. Uh, yeah, then your knee's going to shatter into pieces like his. Oh, oh man. If only... You big jerk. Uh, if only it didn't happen. That's uh, Listen, it, it happened. I wish it didn't. He was amazing. Yeah, he was. All right. As Matt, as Matt said, I agree. If we're talking about Amari Stoudemire, that's probably where we need to wrap this up. So, guys, that'll do it. Matt, where can people find you on social media for your Lamar Jackson-loving content? <laughs> At Real Matt Mormon. Follow me on Twitter. I'm for sure. all of your most Lamar jackson fun. And I'm sure we'll see a yeah, lot of you, it on uh, Thursday. Yeah, you get a lot of Lamar Jackson. Be sure to tune in Thursday night, 7.30, I believe. Uh, you know, maybe. Here's hoping we might see some uh, Angels excitement. If they sign Garrett Cole, you might you might get some Angels anger out of me if they sign Madison Bumgarner to a hundred million dollar deal, uh, which I really think that's going to happen. I really do. That's the most Angels thing to do. Matt, you're just like me. You, uh, you remind me of me as a Tennessee fan, thinking the worst is going to happen. I mean, hey, we've always got Mike Trout. That's true. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys can find me at Ryan Views five seven three. This is fun. This is our Mandalorian episode five recap. I don't think we even said the name of the episode. The Gunslinger, I believe it was. Yeah, that's a cool name too for an episode. Uh, do you happen to have the name of episode six in front of you? Uh, I don't think I. I don't think it's out there. No. No, I don't think it's out there yet. But I'm assuming by the time episode six drops, it will be out there. But I. Yeah. Um. Typically, they are, but. The, by then yeah but yeah gunslinger is a good name for an episode but yeah so guys that's gonna do it for this edition of entertainment from the 573 we got a lot of stuff coming down the pipeline we gotta talk about all these trailers that have come out have you seen matt how many trailers have come out in the last like week i've i've seen like a ton of like trailer reactions and stuff i don't think i've watched a single actual trailer well like black widow's out uh oh i saw that one uh wonder woman's out I have not watched that. I haven't even watched the first Wonder Woman though. Oh man, what's you, you got? You got to do it. It's it's the it's an actual good DC movie. What's wrong with you? Uh, well, that's what I hear. But it was during that time where me and DC weren't talking. So, well, well, listen, they they came back with Shazam, and maybe it, maybe Shazam it's, was fun. 
Yeah, Shazam was fun. I, I hear they're making hey, a sequel to it. Uh, was Shazam a Christmas movie? Eh. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, only Fireman 3 is a Christmas movie. Fair enough. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we got uh, there's a bunch of others to talk about. But we're, we're going to have our comic book films of the decade show coming up here soon. That's going to be fun. We also got our wrap-up show where we're going to be talking about the best films of the year and also the best films of the decade, which, Matt, listen, I know you don't see a lot of movies, but I have to imagine even that you'll have to kind of sit down and kind of figure out what movies will be in your top ten, right? I have some bad news for you, Ryan. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not going to get to ten. <laughs> of this decade? Oh, of this decade. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I yeah. got ten for the decade. Okay. Yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to map those out. Okay, I got a little bit worried there for a second. <laughs> but uh, that's coming down the pipeline and on views, our usual episodes. We got uh, a bunch of coaching changes that have happened. We got to talk about the college football playoff being set. What in the world was? Uh, what in the world are these bowl games? And what exactly stupid gimmick has Peter Lewis come up with them for this time? And guys, it's stupid. Uh, it's borderline stupid. Let me just tell you that. But that's all coming down the pipeline. That'll do it for this episode. We'll be back talking to you guys about episode six. I'm assuming we have a Rise of Skywalker prediction show we have to do. Am I right? Oh, my goodness. We have so many podcasts to do. Holy cow. I know. We got so many podcasts to do in some little time before the end of the year. Oh, man. So, hmm. so yeah, everybody. That's what's coming down the pipeline. A whole lot of podcasts. A lot of Star Wars content because we still got... Three Mandalorian episodes. We got a Rise of Skywalker predictions. And then we got a Rise of Skywalker reaction. So there's like five Star Wars pods for you guys. So be excited for that. So, yeah. That's a whole lot. That Peter will be all Star Wars out by then. It's like, <laughs> it's like initiate self-destruct, please. <laughs> but, guys, that will do it for this week's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you to Anchor for always sponsoring entertainment and views from the 573. Be sure to go check us out on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you guys get your podcasts. That'll do it for this week, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will talk to you guys next time.